0: Welcome to Queensway Pentecostal Church, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Queensway Pentecostal Church. Welcome to qpcspanola.online.church. I'm so grateful that you've chosen to be with us today. Uh, The summer is blowing past us, and we are in the middle of, well, actually we're at the beginning (laughs) of a series on the Beatitudes based out of Matthew chapter 5. I'm looking forward to sharing these messages with you this summer. And uh, we have some great uh, messages in store from these scriptures that are gonna shape us and form us and uh, call us uh, to how Christ would have us live and respond to situations in our lives. Before we get uh, into the message today, just wanna start off with a few things. First off, I just want to pray for our offering that we just took up. I know it feels like that's a bit reversed, but we're going to pray for our offering today. We're going to pray for what's to come. Before we jump into prayer, though, just want to give you a heads up that in a couple weeks on Sunday, August 9th, we're going to have a Mission Sunday. Our Mission Sunday for August is focused on the humanitarian work done by Erdo Canada, and we're going to have... Uh, my old good friend, uh, Pastor Jeff Hackett, joining us on in person on Sunday, August 9th, and then the following week, Sunday, August sixteenth, he'll be online to share about Erdo and the things that Erdo is doing, especially in these days, a uh, humanitarian work obviously still continues and they also need our support financially. And so what I want you to do in the next couple of weeks, I want you to prayerfully consider how you can contribute to the work that Erdo is doing across the world. We'll talk about how funds are matched by our government and different things like that so that your dollar can go further in the lives of uh, children and adults around our world, in feeding programs and school programs, and so much other things that Erdo does. So stay tuned for that, but keep it in mind, pray about it, see how you can give. And let's, church, let's be extra generous in these days. Let's give above and beyond. And uh, I heard this a long time ago, and I've tried to live by it. It's really challenging, but I'll share it with you. It's simply that. When we think of blessing someone, so let's say we wanna bless someone with $100. We wanna bless them with $100. Why not give them five times that, so $500, uh, as the blessing. So uh, it's just an opportunity for us to be over and above and beyond generous than we normally would be. So I want you to think about that. That's just a suggestion. And uh, you give how God instructs you to give in these days. And uh, that's my challenge to all of us. So let's pray and then we'll get into today's message. Would you bow your heads with me? So, God, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, we thank you that just a few moments ago we could give through our tithes and offerings and uh, we can continue to give into your kingdom, into what you've established. To what you're doing across our region, around our world, and uh, across our country, God. So God, would you continue to be with us? Would you continue to supply all of our needs? Would you continue to challenge us in our giving, Lord? That we would give the first fruits of our labor back to you, Lord. The first dollars and resources that come in, we'd give back to you, Father. And God, that you continue to be with us as we give into your kingdom. God, it is our responsibility, our joy to give into your kingdom. And so, God, I pray that we continue to do so in these days. Father, be with us as we embark on uh, part two of our beatitude series. Uh, Blessed are those. And Father, would you continue to minister to us, teach us, inform us, strengthen us through these messages, we pray. In Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. All right, let's uh, jump into today's message. As I've mentioned off the top, we're going to continue our Beatitude series. Blessed are those. That title will be on your screen here. I'm excited to see where the Lord leads us today. Are you excited about what God is going to lead us into and in, through in these days? I am absolutely. So let's open up God's word today uh, from Matthew chapter 5. I should have given you a heads up. I didn't. I apologize. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to read from the beginning again. It says this, Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he had sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened up his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Let me ask you this question uh, this morning. Have you ever mourned something before? Have you ever mourned something in your life before? The obvious one here uh, would be mourning a death. Many of us can identify with mourning a death of a loved one or someone close to us in our lives. But I think we can mourn other things. There's other things in our lives that we can mourn. It could be something like the loss of a job. A friend moving away, the change in season. Maybe your last kid leaving the house. Maybe your first kid coming into the house. Think about that. You could mourn your kids leaving the house, like, "Oh, I'm so sad, they're gone." And the truth is, we can also mourn when the kids come into our house, like, "Oh my gosh, what has happened to my life? What is happening?" <laughs> we can mourn those circumstances. I'm making a bit of fun of it, but we can make uh, we can mourn those circumstances. In researching. Uh, This text for today, I've I've been reminded that those who mourn will be comforted. Did you know that? That those who mourn will be comforted. Uh, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. These are the words of Jesus. It's a promise to us. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. In the moment of mourning, there is a gain blessing. Think about that. Even in our mourning, There is, again, the gift of blessing. I came across uh, this definition, uh, and I want to share it with you today. It says this, the Greek word for to mourn used here in this text is the strongest word for mourning in the Greek language. It is the word which is used for mourning for the dead, for the passionate lament for one who has loved. Paul writes in 2 uh, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 10, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. 2 Corinthians 7 uh, verse 10. We know that mourning is a reflection of the world around us. Those who mourn actually mourn over sin and its effects upon our lives. You see, church, we are blessed because we are and will be comforted in our morning. Did you know that today? We are blessed because we uh, we are and will be comforted in our morning. Eugene Peterson wrote it this way in the message translation: You are blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one who the one most dear to you. Excuse me. Let me read it again. You are blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You see, church, when we speak of mourning today, it's in this framework. It's in it's things that are life-altering. That's really what mourning is for us in this moment. It's things that are life-altering. I'm sure when I say life-altering that many of us can think of life-altering moments that we've been through. Many of you watching this today can think of life-altering moments. It could be anything. It could be, again, the loss of a loved one, but even a career change, a change in your family, a a significant move in your life. Whatever it may be, there are life-altering moments that we've all been through. For some today, many life-altering moments would come to mind. Yet for others, it's very specific moments and events that are coming to our mind's eye in in this time. So why are we blessed why are we blessed in this mourning state? Pastor, I, I've been mourning my whole life. I don't really feel blessed. <laughs> so why are we blessed? Uh, a songwriter and author wrote this. When we mourn and are present to our grief, comfort will come. By Stuart Gerard. Let me say that again. When we mourn and are present to our grief, comfort will come. You see, many people can relate to this fact of mourning that I'm talking about. The world is marked by loss and grief. So many in our world experience loss and grief in their lives. In fact, Jesus told us in John 16 verse 33, he said these words, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus knows that we're going to face struggles. The word tribulation is used here. In other translations, it can say trouble or different other things. But take heart, Jesus has overcome the world. What we learn from this beatitude in Matthew five verse four: Blessed are those who mourn. Here's the truth, church: We can't go around pain. We can't go around mourning and pain and suffering. We can't skip those feelings. We can't just run away from them in any way. We must go through it. Think about it. We can't go around mourning and pain. We must go through it. Anyone who's actually mourned properly about any given circumstance will be able to tell you that you have to face what you're trying to escape. You must consider what you haven't properly mourned. You can't go around it. You can't escape it. You must go through the mourning that is before you. If you find yourself today in the circumstance of mourning, you're mourning something in your life, you can't escape it. You must go through it. I was reminded this week uh, by this statement. It's by a gentleman by the name of Al Andrews. It says this, Everyone's journey Finds its way to sorrow. Everyone's journey finds its way to sorrow. Has your journey found its way to sorrow already in these days? Our first thought for today is this: Everyone's journey. Excuse me. Everyone's everyone journeys to sorrow. Let me say it again: Everyone journeys to sorrow. Just like I said. So often we try to avoid it. Well, why? Why would we try to avoid sorrow? Well, not all, but most people I've come across try to run from sorrow and pain instead of going through it. That's my experience. I've seen most people try to run away from sorrow and pain instead of going through it. Why is that, Pastor? Why have you seen that? Well, we don't want to experience pain or deal with pain. That's something that as humans we struggle with. We don't really want to embrace in our lives. You see, church, we can't run from the sorrow that comes to us. You can't escape the sorrow that you're facing in your life. The truth is we need to face sorrow and not run from it. Face sorrow, don't run from it. That's what God is reminding us today. Face the sorrow in our life. Don't run from it. Face it. Augustine wrote this, teach me to know myself that I would know Teach me to know myself that I would know you. You see, when we avoid areas of pain, we're also avoiding the chance to let God work in us. Did you know that? When we avoid areas of pain, we're also avoiding the chance to let God work in us. We need to allow the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus, God the Father, to minister to us, to comfort us, to strengthen us. I'll come back to that later on. An ancient Jewish mourning custom is titled and called Shiva. You may be you may be familiar with it. This is a week-long mourning period. Jewish people offer their presence to the grieving family for seven days. Think about that. They offer their presence to the grieving family for seven days. Not to just say a comforting word, not just to show them support, but to be present in their time of need. That's what happens. The truth is that grief is difficult. Grief is difficult. Grief isolates us while everyone else carries on like nothing has changed. Have you ever felt that emotion when you've been grieving that it's isolating? No one else understands what you're going through in that moment of grief. This is an incredibly difficult emotion to to navigate. When we are in this moment, it's incredibly, excuse me, difficult to navigate this. However, let me encourage you today. God can handle our honesty. Did you know that? God can handle your honesty. Whatever you have to say to him, whatever I have to say to him, God can handle our honesty. Maybe you've been withholding something from the Lord. Let him take it today and do an incredible work within you. Christ is the road to freedom in that grief and mourning that you're suffering in that moment of sorrow in your life. He is, the Lord Jesus is the pathway, the road to the freedom that you're looking for. He will take your grief, your pain and give you peace, comfort and hope in return. That's what he fills us with are these awesome things is peace and comfort and hope within our lives even in the midst of a time of sorrow. You see, the truth is that God is not overwhelmed by our emotions. Sometimes we act like God is running away from our emotions. He can't handle it. No, he gave us our emotions. He knows how we feel. He knows exactly what we're facing in every circumstance. Pastor Brian Miller said this, when we ignore our need for comfort, then we don't invite the one who is the comforter into those broken places you must invite the comforter into your broken places. And that's the Lord Jesus. Our second thought here today is this, everyone feels disappointment. Being disappointed is human, did you know that? Being disappointed is human. Let me give you a few examples. I'm disappointed when uh, what I cook on the barbecue doesn't turn out like I hoped it would. It, it just didn't turn out. It's burned to a crisp or it's not cooked enough or whatever. I get disappointed. I'm disappointed when my favorite team loses a game. This week we have some uh, sports to watch. I, I get disappointed when my favorite team loses. I'm disappointed when I have to cut the grass Again, it's like, oh man, I just did this. Let me cut it again. I get a little disappointed. Obviously, you get where I'm going. I'm just kidding around. Being disappointed is human. That's for sure. Being disappointed is a human uh, feeling, emotion, but staying disappointed is dangerous. Let me say that again. Staying disappointed. Is dangerous. We can't live in the place of disappointment. That's a dangerous space for not for us. We're not allowing the Lord Jesus to come and minister and strengthen us when we live in that place of disappointment. In this area, we we must learn the language of the kingdom. Uh, disappointment is not a language of the kingdom. Freedom is the language of the kingdom. Joy is the language of the kingdom. Being set free is the language of the kingdom. Our third thought today is this. Generations. I'm trying to keep it simple as we go. Generations. Some of us carry weight of past generations. This one is uh, hard for me to talk about, to be honest with you today. I believe that in Christ... All our past is gone. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that's in scripture. However, I've been around long enough to know that for some reason, I can't always explain it. So uh, if you ask me, I'll probably give you the same response as I'm giving now. But you can give uh, whatever name you want to uh, the past and past hurts. But we often carry baggage, sin of past generations forward with us. We often carry that baggage forward with us. Things that maybe our grandparents or our parents face, we carry that on forward with us. And the truth is, is brokenness can be perpetuated as a history of brokenness within us and our families. It can be perpetuated as something that carries on within us and our families. But the good news is, there is a way out of this for those that believe in the Lord Jesus today. You don't have to perpetuate that spirit of brokenness we're talking about uh, further in your life, in your family's life. It can be broken in Jesus' name today. God is working on our behalf to bring wholeness and healing in our brokenness. That's what he wants to bring His wholeness and healing within the, the place of brokenness. Let me, let me remind us today that God doesn't bring issues that are from our past forward to us to shame us. God doesn't bring things from our past forward to shame us. He doesn't. The Lord Jesus only brings things forward. He only surfaces things in our life to heal us. That's why things come forward is because the Lord Jesus wants to heal us of those uh, tragic emotions and feelings that may be buried deep within us. Remember, the Lord Jesus' plan for your life, for my life, is redemption. That's his plan for us, and it is redemption. He doesn't bring things forward to shame us. He brings things forward to heal us. Let me ask you this question today. Do you want to be healed of the troubles that you faced in your life? Absolutely. I want to be healed today in Jesus' name. God's plan for us is to bring us into a place of purpose and freedom and wholeness and joy. We can't find these things anywhere else. They're only in the Lord Jesus. Purpose, freedom, wholeness, and joy. Those things are in Christ. He doesn't bring things to the surface to shame us, but to heal us. You see, Jesus' plan is always redemption. Let me encourage you today. Be honest. Confess to the Lord. Don't run past pain, run through it today in Jesus' name. We must run through pain so that the the next generation isn't tempted to run around it. Think about that. The life of your kids, your grandkids, you can go back as long as you want. We must run through pain so that the next generation isn't tempted to run around it. If you run around your brokenness, your mourning, your suffering. Chances are maybe your kids will too. Maybe the next generation will. We need, we need to run through the pain to allow the Holy Spirit and the Lord to comfort us and heal us and give us the freedom and wholeness and purpose and joy that he's promised to us. This next generation I've already mentioned can be our kids, our grandkids, the ones younger than us in our church, the children that are to come in our community. God's plan is always unfolding. That's his word to us. Our fourth and I believe final thought for today is this. You are comforted. You are comforted. When we mourn the difficult things, the situations that have gone wrong, the dreams that will never come true, the circumstances that change, when we mourn, we are promised comfort. When we mourn, we are promised comfort by the Lord Jesus. Let me declare to you today that you will be comforted in Jesus' name. Uh, One uh, commentator wrote this, God allows this grief into our lives as a path, not as a destination. Think about that. The grief in your life is a path, not a destination. Remember that mourning is a godly sorrow that produces repentance. When we mourn, we are leaning into, opening our eyes to something special about God. Philippians 3 verse 10 says this, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share uh, his sufferings. You see, we are in fellowship with the sufferings of Jesus. We are in fellowship in his sufferings. There's a closeness to God in this place of suffering. We begin to see his acquaintance with grief. We begin to understand the pain that the Lord Jesus himself has experienced. Isaiah 53 says this, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Jesus is acquainted with grief. He knows it. Jesus can speak to mourning because he knows every part of that experience. He is opening the door of our grief into the destination of comfort that only Holy Spirit offers us today. You see, church, God values our participation in him working in and through us. God wants us to know him in our morning so that we can know his comfort. The Lord Jesus wants us to know his comfort. The Lord Jesus is leading us on the pathway to his glorious presence, which is full of joy, peace, and fullness. The Lord Jesus is leading us onto this pathway where there's joy and peace and fullness. It all comes from God today. So church, I just want to close in prayer and uh, bless you and your family today. Can we do that together? Let's bow our heads. So God, we pray for those that are in mourning. Would you comfort us today? God, we pray that we wouldn't be caught looking to the right or left, but that we would be focused on walking through our mourning so that the God of all comfort can come and heal our brokenness. Lord, I can't help in these messages, but think of my own life. Heal the brokenness and the mourning and the suffering and the sorrow in my own life. Heal it today, Lord. Make me new. Comfort me today. And Lord, I think of those in our church that need the God of all comfort to come and minister and strengthen them today in this time. That's who you are. You are the God of All comfort in this place today. So Father, as we're assembled, as we're gathered at home and in person in this sanctuary today, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come, would minister, strengthen our spirits, oh God. Touch us today, we pray. Minister to us today, we pray. In Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Obviously, you're encouraged to stay online if that works best for you. You're also welcome to come in person, no pressure. And we'd love to see you if you're open to that. Otherwise, have a great week. We'll see you around town. And uh, if we can assist you, minister to you in any way, please get in touch with us. Call us at the church office, send us an email. We'd love to chat with you. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you would like more information on who we are, visit our website at qpcespanola.com.